turn with me to the book of Ezekiel in chapter 18 the book of Ezekiel and chapter 18 we had been for three or four weeks looking at this passage of scripture, God's laws governing the righteous and the wicked. Tonight, the next three verses that we'll be looking at are dealing with God's laws governing the penitent. Those who repent and turn from their sin, turn from their wickedness. We find this in verses 21 through 23 of Ezekiel, the 18th chapter. We want to read them at this time. But, joining it with what has previously been said concerning the laws governing the righteous and the wicked. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he hath committed and keep all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. All his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him in his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. Have I any measure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord God, and not that he should return from his ways and live? God's laws governing those who are repentant. And they manifest that they are repentant because they turn. They turn from their sin. They turn from their wickedness. This is, of course, those concerning those wicked, those who have done wickedly, but they truly repent. They truly repent and manifest that by turning from their sin, turning from their iniquity, and turning to the Lord, turning to God. I want us to look at 
a couple passages of Scripture. first one is found in the book of Isaiah, in chapter 55. book of Isaiah, chapter 55, and verse 7. Isaiah 55 and verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Let the wicked repent of their wickedness, let them repent of their iniquity, of their sin, and turn to the Lord God. Turn to Him. You see, it's a turning from, from sin and iniquity, and it's a turning unto God. It's an about face. From the direction you once were going, and now you're doing a new direction. And God mercifully pardons. God mercifully forgives your iniquity and your sin. Turn with me to another passage in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 12 where Jeremiah is instructed of the Lord go and proclaim these words toward the north and say thou backsliding Israel saith the Lord and I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you for I am merciful saith the Lord and will not keep anger forever here God is pleading with them to repent and to turn back to God Turn from their wickedness. Turn from their evil that they have turned unto. The 31st chapter. The 31st chapter of the book of Isaiah. And look with me here at verse 9. Jeremiah 31, 9. They shall come with weeping and with supplications. Will I lead them? I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Here God says, if they will repent and they will turn back to him, he will cause to walk in the straight way, to walk in the straight paths, for he's merciful. He caused them to, to 
to walk by rivers of waters, rivers, uh, uh, flowing rivers, <laughs> flowing out of their belly from God, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Our text says they will live <laughs> if they will repent and turn to God, forsaking their sin and wickedness. God, they shall live. God will forgive them, and they shall live. Listen, they are a changed individual. They are a new creature. Turn with me to the book of, of 2 Corinthians. And I know you know this passage of Scripture well. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if he be in Christ, he is a new creature. If you're a new creature in Christ Jesus, then we should expect not to see you walking anymore as the old creature walk. As the old creation before being in Christ. But we should expect to see you walking as Christ walked in paths of righteousness. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. <laughs> they ought to be gone from us. Behold. Behold. <laughs> Behold. <laughs> All things are become new. <laughs> He's living a new way of life. A life that before was for and a life before that he hated. He despised those who walked in that way. Why? Because, because their life condemned his wickedness and the sin which he was walking in. Turn with me to the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians in chapter 3. And Well, you know, I was just going to read verse 10. But I, I want to go up and let's just start at the beginning of the chapter with verse 1, which is actually a continuation from chapter 2. Hey, you don't know and remember that, that in the original writings there were no chapter and verse divisions. They were written in paragraph forms. It's just... The letter to the Colossians read as one letter. Well, verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ. If you're in Christ, you've died with Christ. And you've risen with Christ. If you then be risen with Christ. Those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. 
We're a new creation. We're a new creature in Christ Jesus. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. That is, we're dead to sin. That's what we said in the waters of baptism. We have died to sin. We've died with Christ. And we've died to sin. Now we're alive unto God. We're resurrected unto a new way of life. Symbolized by the rising up out of the waters. Verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. <laughs> Mortify, therefore. Put to death, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. These fleshly members which live upon the earth. Crucify them. Put them to death. The, that is, he's talking about the desires and passions of the flesh, the things that flesh delights in the things of sin and wickedness before God which are upon the earth fornication, uncleanness inordinate affection evil concupiscence and covetousness which is idolatry for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience we're no longer children of disobedience. We're no longer children of wrath. We're born anew in Christ Jesus. In the which he also walked sometime beforehand when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, Filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another. Seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. You've put that to death. You've crucified it. And have put on the new man. Which is renewed in knowledge. After the image of him that created him. The new man. You see, we read in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. He's a new creation. In Colossians chapter 3, in verse 10 now, we read that we, we've put on the new man. We're a new man. We're renewed in knowledge after the image of God after the empty of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who is the author and finisher of our faith. And this is blessed. His sins, his sins will be remembered against him no more. His sins will be remembered against him no more. Turn with me back to our text. Back to our text in the book of Ezekiel, in chapter 18. Look at how it words it in verse 22. And his transgressions that he hath committed, 
they shall not be mentioned to him. They shall not be remembered against him anymore. In his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. You see, he's a righteous man. His sins have been washed away. They've been blotted out. <laughs> They're gone. Never be remembered against him anymore. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. Psalms in chapter 103. And this is one passage of Scripture I'm leaning towards preaching on over at Plant City, verses 1 through 5. But we will we'll read verses 3 and 4 tonight. Well, verse, let's read verse 2. Bless the Lord. O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. <coughs> not for, forget not all his blessings, all his benefits upon you. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness, and tender mercies. He forgiveth. He forgiveth all. <laughs> Let me tell you something about the forgiveness of God. We're going to play out in the other scriptures that we read. But when he forgives, he doesn't remember. He didn't remember them anymore. He, he blocks out. It's likened to, it's likened to a bank account. And, 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 and it's just full of sin and corruption and trespasses against, against God. But when we believe, our belief is counted to us for righteousness, the righteousness of God. And that, and that account is wiped clean of, of the trespasses that were against God. And now in its place is the righteousness of God. Don't you wish that you as a human being could forgive like that? We're called upon to forgive like that. In fact, continuing on down reading in, in Colossians chapter 3 where we were, he addresses that. We're to forgive one another as Christ forgave us. Or oh, he forgave us much, and he doesn't hold us hold it against us any longer. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, in chapter forty-three, in verse twenty-five. I, even I, am he that blotteth 
out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Oh, I, I point you to that word, that verb, blotteth. <laughs> you know, the new translations, they, they remove that ETH and they just put blots, add an S. That, that, that doesn't cover the, the tense of that verb. That verb there indicates an ever-present tense. It's an ever-continuing ever thing. He blotteth out. He blotteth out. They're blotted out. <laughs> the end of the verse defines it. I don't remember them against you anymore. Praise God. As I said, that, that account is clear of the trespasses against God. And in his place is the righteousness of God. So when he, when he looks at me, when God looks at me, he sees his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he sees his righteousness in its place. The book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews in chapter 8. In verse 12. We read, For I will be merciful. <laughs> oh, I thank God he's merciful. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. How can that be? Because they're blotted out. He blotteth them out. Turn with me to the, the 10th chapter. And look with me here at verse 17. Verse 17 the 10th chapter and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more there he says it again <laughs> you know how many times does God have to say something for it to be true one time one time is all God has to say something for it to be true so if you see it one time in God's word you know it's truth well what if we see it multiple times it's just putting emphasis upon the fact that he does not remember our sins they're blotted out they're gone back there in the depths of the deepest sea they're removed as far as the east is from the west. That's what God has done for my sins. Take you to the bank now. Take you to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4.
we'll begin with verse 1. What shall we say then? That Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found. For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. I mean, if any man, if any man, not just Abraham, if any man was justified by works, that is, forgiven sins based upon works, he would have something to glory in. But it wouldn't stand in the face of God. Because God has to get the glory, not man. That's what that verse just said. Verse 3. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. That is, it was placed to his account for righteousness. What was there before? Sin and iniquity. He was, he was in Ur of the Chaldees, a land of idolatry, a land of anti-God. God called him out of that. Where were you and I? Children of children of Satan. Children of disobedience. Children of wrath. God called us out of that. <laughs> he called us out of that sin and out of that iniquity. And based upon our belief, it's been imputed unto us for righteousness. And by the way, in case you forget, you didn't believe until God gave you belief. Until God gave you repentance and faith. We don't have time to go into that tonight, but you can look in the book of Acts chapter 5, and then again in the book of Acts in chapter 11. You'll see that that is so. Not only to, to, did he give repentance to Israel, but he has given all the Gentiles faith, belief, repentance. Verse 4. Now, to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned, not counted, of grace, but of debt. If, if you've done anything, then it's owed to you. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith... <laughs> His faith is counted for righteousness. His faith is reckoned. His faith is placed to his account for righteousness. Not his righteousness. God's righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness. Unto the man whom God places to his account, reckons, 
counted righteousness without works. <laughs> righteousness is not obtained by works, it's obtained by the grace of God. Saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. There's a, another simile. Blotted out, covered in the depths of the deepest sea, is removed as far as the east is from the rest, never to be remembered again. His sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin, will not account, not count sin. He no longer counts sin against him. Why? Because it's removed from that account. And in his place, his righteousness, which is a transaction of faith. Cometh this blessedness? Then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also, for we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that a blessing to know? That if you've truly repented of your sins, which is manifest by a life that has been changed, a life that is new, you're not the, the old creature that you once were. You're now a new creature in Christ Jesus. That God does not remember your sins against you. He does not hold them against you any longer. Why? Because of his righteousness, which has been placed there by faith in that blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we're going to stop there tonight. And we'll go on next week by looking at verse 24, which will be God's law governing apostasy. Oh, interesting. Apostasy. Okay. Is it the same as you think of apostasy? Is it the same that I might think of apostasy? Apostasy? What is he talking about? Apostasy. Shall we pray?